Welcome back to our study in the book of John. We are getting really close to the end of this uh, amazing book that we've been studying. And uh, last week and this week, we are looking straight at the cross where Jesus died for our salvation. And so today I'm going to read John uh, chapter 19, verses 23 through 42. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his garments and divided them into four parts, one part for each soldier, also his tunic. But the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. So they said to one another, Let us not tear it, but cast lots to see whose it shall be. This was to fill uh, the scripture, which says, They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. So the soldiers did these things. But standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus saw his mother and disciples, whom he loved, standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her to his home. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. A jar full of sour wine stood there, so they put a sponge full of sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it out to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished! And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Since it was the day of preparation, and so that the bodies would not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a high day, The Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once there came out blood and water. He who saw it has borne witness. His testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth that you also may believe. For these things took place, that the scripture might be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken. And again, another scripture says, they will look on him whom they have pierced. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took away his body. Nicodemus also, who earlier had come to Jesus by night, came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds in weight. So they took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen cloths with the spices, as is is the burial custom of the Jews. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb in which no one had yet been laid. So because of the Jewish day of the preparation, since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. Uh, One of the things I just want to highlight is how uh, John begins to connect these details to specific prophecies about Jesus, about what would happen to him. And we see over in verse um, 28 that Jesus himself uh, seems to know what some of these prophecies are, but it's not like Jesus is manufacturing it. Uh, The 
actions of the soldiers, um, even after Jesus had already breathed his last breath, uh, fulfill the promise of, of the scriptures. And so on the one hand, we see that God had planned this uh, long in advance, and now Jesus was just carrying out the plan that God had uh, preordained to take place. So while this may seem like a tragedy, nothing is out of place, nothing is out of order. God is in total control. But uh, what we see also is the wonder of who Jesus is, that even while he's dying on the cross, he still looks down and cares for his mother. And Jesus from the cross preaches a, a short sermon when he says, it is finished. And what for us in English are three words. And uh, when Jesus spoke it, it was just one word. Uh, that one phrase, it is finished, packs the punch of the heart of Christianity, that there is no more work to be done, that our sins are paid for, that Satan is defeated, that death is done with, that hell has been overthrown. Jesus has done everything necessary to bring us back into relationship with God. And so uh, we see in this passage, as we stare at the cross, we remember both God's power, God's sovereignty, but we also see the love of Jesus the wonder of Jesus, and ultimately the finished salvation accomplished by Jesus. This is such a wonderful passage, and there's so much to meditate on and so much to warm our hearts uh, to worship this great God and King and Savior who we adore, Jesus Christ, the crucified one who gave up his life for us. I hope you enjoy a conversation about Jesus and what it meant for him to die on the cross for our sins.